This is the 18th season of Bass Talk Live. With your host, Matt Pangrad. BTL is brought to you by Lorance, Bass Cat Boats, AFCO, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, and Pro Guide Batteries. PTL, coming at ya! Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live where we are going to talk about bass fishing in studio guest today. We got Blake Price and Tom Lloyd from Beatdown Outdoors. If you uh if you've listened to the show over the last couple months, you know I've got a new mount on the front of the uh Bass Cat, the uh, I got to get the names right here. I think it's called the Ultimate Double Stack Shorty. It's something along those lines. Basically, I can lift my I can use my graph like normal and then I can lift it up to like 33 inches off the ground and it's awesome for those of you who like forward-facing sonar or just have back issues or just like to be able to see your graph at all times. Anyway, there's a cool story behind this company. They're kind of new into the industry, a small company. They're really trying to uh, dive into the bass fishing industry, started out in the crappie industry, uh, which is as being friends with John Sokup and Zeke and the guys over at the Bass Tank is an entirely different universe uh, and world over there in the crappie. So uh, they're in Missouri, uh, kind of between... I think Casey and St. Louis and uh, we're like, hey, let's get together. Come on down. I know that some of the BTL shows that have gotten really well received are the battery shows, the behind the scenes lure, the rod shows. So I said, like, we need to utilize the sponsors of the show uh, to explain what the products are, how they came about. So you guys kind of have a better understanding of it behind. So uh, Blake and Tom, uh, both in studio. Uh, I, they came down last night and I took them to the number one, number one restaurant stop there in, uh, in Norman, uh, Red Rock Canyon. If you're ever passing through the area, that's a, I would highly recommend that. Get the candied carrots, uh, good stuff, but, uh, going to get through the season is kind of winding down. Uh, and obviously we had a lot of big news last week with, uh, the BPT and major league fishing announcing that they are going back to the five fish format for the majority of their regular season competitions, obviously keeping the every fish counts for the, uh, general tire team series and the heavy hitters. But next year, five fish catchway release, uh, two days, then a cut. The winner doesn't go on immediately to the finals. And then the, the knockout round in the finals, two-day cumulative weight, 10 best fish. Um, And uh, there's been a lot of interesting feedback online, both for and against that. But I think that that is going to be, and I've talked to a couple guys uh, on both the bass side, on both the BPT side, uh, in the industry side. uh, And I think that there is an element there that has been overlooked that hasn't really been talked about. And I'm sure during the offseason, we'll have a lot of time to kind of dive into this and get into this. But uh, the fact that now with the five fish format, you know what the cut is, what the guy chasing it is like when you are in the lead, you are now getting hunted down because it, it, you know that a guy has to have a, a, you know, a five and a half pounder to jump and you can't nickel and dime your way back into the cut. And especially with it not zeroing in cumulative weight, 
I think you're going to see a lot of interesting guys going for the gusto, going for the home run. Strategy is going to be immensely uh, highlighted in this format. I would have really liked to have seen if if the BPT and MLF had gone with this in 2019 as opposed to 2022. Uh, it would have just been interesting to see how it was received uh how it was received differently but uh tournament wise it's getting cold out i just got my new shipment of afco stuff in all the new gloves the jackets the fleeces and all that for the for the uh for the winter but uh the npfl the national professional fishing league got back on track this year did a really good job this year had kind of a little bit of a hiatus uh, between their last stop and the final stop. Final stop starts in two days on the Kissimmee chain. No championship this year. I believe there is a there is a payout, an Angler of the Year payout this year. Uh, but Gary Atkins leading that going into the final stop in the Kissimmee chain, which is Toho 1,192. I think John Sokup, who just made the Elite Series, he's in the top five. But uh, Atkins goes out, gets the job done. He will be your TNPFL Angler of the Year. They also teased something. They said a huge announcement on Wednesday, November 2nd. Um, I know I got a good relationship with the guys at the MPFL. Maybe get them on next week to talk about what that announcement is. But uh, if you want to watch some live fishing this week, uh, the MPFL from Florida in November, kind of a cool time to go to Florida. Uh, also, the MLF Toyota Series Championship on Gunnersville. Uh, that's taken out. I saw a deal where it looked like the tackle trap was closing for good, which I got a hoodie from them and a Spent a lot of money in the past there at the tackle trap, but I guess they're uh, they're shutting down. I saw that on social media there at Gunnersville, one of my go to stops for uh, for tackle. But at least two hundred k more if you're a Phoenix boat guy. But top twenty five in each of the Toyota series divisions, plus I think like twelve from the wild card, uh, and then each winner of the Toyota series also gets into that toyota series championship so gunnersville punch in top water um i don't know if that's going to be live or not should definitely check to see if that's going to be live or not but that kicks off they started their practice today and then in a couple weeks coming up the bass nation championship on pickwick three more elite uh well one elite series angler uh whoever wins that nation championship will earn an elite series berth and then uh three more bassmaster classic qualifiers which then i believe leaves us with only one bassmaster classic qualifier left and that would be in the team championship which i believe is on hartwell in december so there you go we are going to have the field for the classic we're going to have everything uh everything done uh before we take a break, we come back uh, with Blake. We start diving into graphs and mounts and all sorts of logistical stuff that is way outside of my realm of uh, of expertise. I did want to mention, uh, you know, we had Hallman and, and Sokup on the show to talk about how they got the job done at uh, the final Bassmaster Open on Sam Rayburn. Uh, and it was really cool. Uh to kind of go behind the scenes. I know Hallman teased that day one fish that he that he got stuck in a, a brush pile that actually ended up being the one that got him onto the Elite Series. That video is up, already has like 10,000 views, but head over to Bradley Hallman Fishing uh, to watch that really cool deal, how it went down on day one. You want to talk about like the agony of defeat and the thrill of victory. He went from like, got it, don't got it, got it, don't got it. And I have to watch to see what happened there. But uh I kind of glossed over the fact that uh, Tristan McCormick, who won the Open on Hartwell, we've had him on the show a couple of times. We had him on after he won uh, 
the college bracket last year and made the the Bassmaster Classic, but you know the 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 college thing is really throwing out some good anglers, and we've talked about this on air a lot. And Tristan is a perfect example of that. He actually got uh, all of his entries by winning that college bracket into the Bassmaster Opens this past year. And I don't know if I really highlighted the fact that he won that Open on Hartwell based on the entries that he earned for the Opens through the Bassmaster College Series, running the Bethel-wrapped uh, Tundra and the Bethel-wrapped boat there. So that is like perfect in action growing that collegiate fishing. And then he backed it up with another top 10 at Rayburn. So he was over like $60,000 in earnings on the Bassmaster Opens. Uh, And he's like 21 years old. I met him for the first time. I thought he was like my age. We had both. Well, I hadn't. I'm sure he did. He we were at Table Rock for a Toyota Series event in like 19. And I got off the water after the first day of practice and said, oh, I guess I should have probably booked a hotel. Didn't have anywhere to go. So I end up at this La Quinta. There's one other boat there. I start talking to him as Tristan. That's how I got to know him. And then two years later, he wins the bracket and stuff. So a big shout out to Tristan McCormick and Bass, uh, what Hank is doing over there. Uh, or did now that he's in charge of the the uh, the opens and that's passed on with the uh, with the college series. Um, I guess Halloween typically Jeffrey's when we've been in here we've done like some deal or kind of dressed up or something. I guess I'm like over that now. I haven't dressed up. Have, when was the last time you guys dressed up, Blake? Tom? Oh, you guys dre- you dressed up Friday night. Tom did you didn't Blake? Okay, we might have to dive into that in the second half of the show. <laughs> But all right, we're going to take the first break, uh, first break of the show. When we come back, uh, co-owner of Beatdown Outdoors, Blake Price, he's going to be joining me uh, in studio to talk a little bit about uh, Beatdown Outdoors, about breaking into the bass market with uh, a new line of mounts. They're kind of they're kind of weird looking, and I talked with them about this last night on the show. Like you in fishing, we we don't like change. We don't like change whether it's baits. Uh, whether it's like the look, like think about how long it took for power poles to catch on. There's a lot of weird stuff in fishing that is, that is, uh, functional that it takes a couple people using it and get, and then it, and then now it seems like, you know, you don't realize how weird power poles look until you go to a gas station and people are like, what's a t-shirt shooter on the back of your boat for? What do those things do? Grasshopper legs and all that. So, uh, we'll talk into breaking into the bass fishing market, with mounts and accessories and all sorts of cool stuff uh, with Blake when we get back. It's BTL. We're in studio for like the foreseeable future here. Uh, BTL on a Monday, October 31st. We will be back right after this. Your key to better fishing this season is Elite FS. Now available at a new lower price. Get Elite FS9 today for $9.99. And we'll throw in a CMAP reveal chart. Our premium mapping solution for free. Elite FS works with all state-of-the-art Lorenz sonar, from chirp, side-scan, and down-scan imaging with fish reveal to high-resolution active target live sonar. Elite FS9 and CMAP reveal. Offer ends August 31st. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. 
Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry leading design coupled with tournament winning performance. The Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the rush. When you're catching fish for a living, you can't let a little cold, rain, heat, humidity, or anything else get in the way of a payday. I wear AFCO. Any fish, any water. The KVD 100 Jerkbait. 15 different colors. A perfect combination of roll, wiggle, and flash. Increased castability. 3D eyes. Premium black nickel hooks. KVD. Tie one on. Striking lures. Elite Series Pro Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different. And really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.xzonelures.com and check them out for yourself. Are you looking to install your own fishing electronics? Well, the Bass Tank is here to help you. The solution is the Bass Tank Power Harness. It takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com. Get the best patterns backed by tournament data. Start by finding the best 10% of your lake. Know exactly what to look for and what to throw. After that, you just put them in the boat. Try the Deep Dive app today. Look at that beast right there. All right, welcome back. BTL on a Monday. I'm trying to get like my bearings back. Sitting with uh, Blake Price, co-owner of Beatdown Outdoors. Thanks for making the drive. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I talk close to the microphone. I'm, I'm used to saying that because Bradley Hallman's in studio for a year. I've just been getting <laughs> pelted with people going, how can you not get Bradley's audio? Well, when you talk to Bradley, he's got this weird voice and it like emanates from his chest and not his mouth. So we've been working on like kissing the microphone right on see like <laughs> that you perfect you got it uh blake price connor beat down outdoors and anyway i was saying you probably you probably travel a lot especially over the last couple of years too trying to get uh the word about beat down out right oh yeah we've uh we've gone all over the place um 
you know, all the different trade shows. We've been in the Bassmaster Classic the last two years. Uh, all the crappie shows. Uh, went to ICAST two years ago. Probably going back again this year. So, yeah, a lot more than normal. Did you go to the COVID ICAST where everybody came home from that, like, sick with COVID? Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I missed out. It was, like, the first one I missed in 10 years. I was like, oh, I kind of got lucky on that one. But anyway, like, I travel, like, I've been gone for, like, the Opens and then I had media events. And then when I came back, I was, I was up actually in the Kansas City area this past weekend. And uh, my girlfriend was like, hey, we're going, like, this little mini camping deal. I've been gone for a month. So, are you, you married? Yeah, yep, yeah, married, so, yeah. Okay, well, I'm not. I've been with my girlfriend for like five years. So when she says that's what we're doing, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, good. <laughs> so he just like, I was like kind of in a blur, packed up. I ended up going to this place uh, and there's like a pond there. It's like her friend. It's like family owned. I guess her grandpa spent like 10 years developing this pond. And she was always like, hey, there's walleye in this joint. And I was like, yeah, no, you're highly doubtful there's walleye in a pond. Like first five minutes caught like a five pound walleye. In in Kansas. Yeah. 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 In Kansas. And then there were like kids there and stuff. And so I had like night crawlers. One of them's like, I got one. (laughs) And it's like an 11 inch yellow perch. You can't beat that. So we had a fish fry. It was walleye, yellow perch, black crappie, white crappie, and big bluegill. Big bluegill. It doesn't get any better than that if you're. No. fishing and it came like out of nowhere like total surprise yeah especially down down this way i don't think right. they've ever been touched like the fish we call like four walleye like yeah. a dozen yellow perch it was the craziest thing i've ever seen but from that standpoint i can i never feel like i get settled you know what i mean like when you're traveling when you're always yeah. working on that you get that feeling where you're always oh, yeah. just like on the go yeah it's just i mean when we were i mean primarily i didn't travel hardly at all with with the uh machine shop so uh, when we started beat down, we were on the road, you know, basically uh, first part of the year, you know, you travel all over the place and, um, it's definitely hard to get in a groove when you're constantly gone and you got to come back in and get things taken care of and got a family and stuff. It's a little bit, it's a little bit difficult to balance all that. All right. Uh, you mentioned the machine shop. I, like I said, we had dinner last night. I've known you guys for a couple of years, met you at some of, uh, Valser's deal down there at uh table rock Lake in the winter, Yep. but I don't really know the store like i would imagine this would be kind of a hard market to break into out of nowhere how does one end up in the boat graph mount and accessories market in 2022 in this day and age it started out as a machine shop well yeah uh really ideal tool manufacturing is our machine shop okay. um, my dad uh, helped start that 30 years ago with a few other guys um and about 12 years ago, I joined that team and I've uh, been helping run the company for the last 10 years and started buying in five years ago. So him and I co-own that business together. Um, and, uh, you know, we have like 25 people, so it's a, it's a pretty decent sized business. Okay. Um, and then in 2020, it kind of slowed down a little bit during COVID. Uh, and LiveScope was just kind of starting to take on uh, in, in our area, especially for crappie fishing. And we crappie fished a lot, so that was kind of our, our passion. And... Uh, a good buddy of mine, Travis Glenn, had come to me and said, hey, can we make some of these amount, you know? And that was probably the first time that we ever really talked about making a mount. And uh, what we ended up doing was, I was like, yeah, we could probably make anything. <laughs> so uh, we, we started looking at the different mounts on the market. Um, and my dad, honestly, he's he's the one that's the designer behind it, most of the stuff. I mean, we have ideas, but he's the one that's spent, I mean, the last two years just drawing, I mean, literally just drawing every night coming up with all the ideas all the you know we'll come up with something like you know something crazy that we have no idea how to do it and he figures it out so um 
that's kind of how it all began. You know, Travis is like, let's build a mount. And the three of us kind of talked about it and came up with a crazy apparatus <laughs> that you would never put on the front of your boat. And then, uh, I mean, through, I think it took 170 different drawings to come up with something like the, the ultimate that we started with. And um, so it started yeah. with you guys going crappie fishing for with forward facing sonar and yeah. going it would be nice if we could Get not the, have yeah. to look so far down for the screen and yeah. then you have the the ideal tool so that's what okay i'm gonna ask dumb questions here so just bear with me <laughs> so basically you have the ability then to go hey it would be cool if we could do this and with what you have at your disposal through the ideal tools and manufacturing, you can put it into what a CAD drawing or something oh, like yeah. that. You can design it, and then you can actually just like put it into the program, mill it out, try yeah. it out, and do something. So instead of just you actually have the, some stuff at your disposal to try all this stuff. Exactly. That's that's exactly what what we did. We uh, just I got that right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shocked. Pretty- <laughs> See, we've done some a little bit of like bait development and stuff with Spro, right. and they're like, "Hey, you start out with this, and then it goes to this, and then look at you. You hit this button, and it comes out like this." Yeah. Yeah. It was. That's exactly how we how we started. I mean, I mean, the actual the whole reason why we even came up with an ultimate design was uh, we we kind of looked at what was on the market, and just nothing would get down low and out of the way. So, like, when you're running down the lake, you know, wanna be, with Truman's a, a lake with a lot of structure. You know, you got to run the channels. you got to be able to see around you. That's kind of how... That's a crappie lake, too, though, Yeah, right? like big okay. time, yeah. I feel like Kevin Rogers is on Truman a lot. That's like fishing. his, yeah. he's That's his home lake, I think, for, for crappie fishing, okay. for sure. So. Sorry, I mean to interrupt you there. Yeah, no, no, that's... I mean, Kevin was actually instrumental in us getting started, to be honest with you. Uh, he was the first guy... Um, it was considered really a pro fisherman, I guess, to throw it on his boat. And what's what's crazy about it is Todd and Travis met Kevin in a parking lot, which Travis and Kevin kind of knew each other a little bit um, from crappie tournaments in the past. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll throw it on my boat. <laughs> and, you know, Kevin's pr- a pretty good tester. <laughs> he, he really goes after it. And I remember the first video he sent me of the ultimate on his boat. He's up on Mille Lacs. And, I mean, he's, like, in these six-foot waves and just, like, busting through them. I mean, mm-hmm. water coming over the front. And I was just like, he's going to break it. <laughs> like, there's no way that that thing is, is going to take it. And uh, in the end of the day, it actually it, it did really well, and Kevin really liked it. And, uh, I mean, like I said, he was kind of the first guy to really take a chance with us. All right. So how long did it take before you guys were like, hey, I think we could sell this thing? I think the first time – Anybody said anything, my dad and I were sitting in our conference room at the time, and he's like, so what do you think we should do? We think we should go try to sell this, and uh, and we ended up saying, yeah, let's go for it, you know? So we made, I don't know, we made like maybe 50 of them to start with, and uh, the Crappie Expo in 2020 was the first actual show we went to, and that was in Branson, Missouri, so it was kind of in our backyard, and... Uh, that's kind of where we we met a lot of people. I mean, some of the people that honestly we have a great relationship with today, we mm-hmm. met at that first show. So, so I want to get the timeline right here. So, the first time I remember the forward facing sonar, where I was like, "Hey, something's something's up with this." Obviously, John Sokup from the right. Bass Tank, like I was fishing Bass Nation stuff with him. I've told the story a million times. We were working together, and one time I 
talk to him during practice. He's like, you can't catch the fish that I'm catching. And I'm like, well, why not? Like, you one one boat area? He's like, no, you physically can't catch him. Like, using forward-facing sonar. Yeah. Um, I think that was, like, 2018. But I remember, like, Scott Martin, like, on the FLW tour, he'd do the videos. He'd never say anything, but he'd always be casting where his trolling motor was pointed. Right. <laughs> and he'd be like real intent. I'd be like, something's up with that. Like, right. cause I'd seen like the, the, but then, you know, it, it comes out as that, but the crappie world, like was completely flipped upside down by this, as far as how tournaments were won, how right. effective live bait was trolling, spider rigging it all. Like kind of from what I understand from the, that I talked to like overnight, basically yeah. like was a massive change, big controversy over there too. Right. But a big emphasis on forward facing sonar yeah. and technology guys sitting up front using their electronics way more than they had in the past. And that was what 2018, 19, 20 kind of right along around there. Yeah. I think, the first time I saw live scope, I think Kevin Rogers was actually fishing on Truman with it. And maybe with, maybe with Matthew Rogers, I think Matthew Rogers has just won the crappie masters title. Okay. And, uh, we bought it right after that. And that's, we, you know, bought one kind of started using it. And I mean, right off the bat, you know, when we were using it, it's like, this thing's got to get off the floor, man. It's just so hard to stare yeah. down at the deck for, um, the entire day. It just wears you out. Um, I want to say that was like late 2019. Cause, okay. We started designing on the ultimate. It had been right after that first couple trips, um, and then we ended up uh, applying for a patent after we kind of finalized that design, which would have been early 2020. So, um, you know, eventually we got the patent on it, and uh, it's a patent. Did you guys product. bring the ultimate with you? Yeah, I think so. You have the ultimate. We'll bring it just in case. Uh, uh, Clay was a little, Clay kind of jumped the gun. He's on everything. He's like, why didn't you just like bring some in to show? And I was like, yeah, well they did. Um, we'll also, we'll also go with a little bit of, uh, we'll go with a little bit of day four too. Let's see if I can do this share screen. All right. So there's the ultimate. So for those of you that, that are kind of curious about what this is, basically it allows the and there's Tom who's going to throw it, and then we'll go full we screen go. with that. But here it is. So, like, it it's basically just for a single mount, right? Yeah. Yep. And then it allows you to get the mount off of the – so it can go low. Yep. And, and then, then, boom. All can, the way up to 30 inches. It can yep. raise up. Uh, hold on. Let me remove that. Remove that. Stop screen. All right. So there it is. Yeah, here's actually the mount. So – I mean, what we tried to do was design something that was easy to use. I yeah. mean, and it was quick. So most guys that fish um, a lot, they have several spots they're going to hit. So you're going to be moving this thing around all day long. So the first level on the ultimate design goes up to about 17 inches. And, you know, it spins, it locks in up here with the spring pin and a groove. So you don't have to hold it up. And then when you get it where you like it, you can also raise it all the <laughs> way up to 30 inches. And anywhere in between, that's something else that some people don't realize. It's like, oh, it's all the way up or all the way down. Like, no, if you want to stop it halfway, like, all you got to do is, you know, turn the knob and it's there. How, so how long before that was perfected? Because there's a lot of moving pieces on that. So, like, I look at it like a Rubik. It's almost like a Rubik's Cube like that. Like, Hallman's kid can do a Rubik's Cube in 26 seconds. Right. It's the most impressive thing I've ever seen. But the way you guys, like, move the mounts up and down and twist and turn and pull is like a rubik's cube that's how i was it at the start right <laughs> but i mean 
you have to have a pretty good understanding of like how things work. I guess that's the machine. Yeah, I mean that's that's my dad's background. Okay, like thirty years, forty years of doing nothing but making things for for other people. Like what and, type of stuff do they make? Uh, well, at Ideal Tool, we make everything. We have production jobs, so we'll run like uh, air compressor parts. Oh, so you make whatever people whatever yeah. want you to make. Yes. You, Sedalia okay. is a fairly industrial little town for being only twenty some thousand people. So okay, um, and that's all he's done his whole life is is design and make things. I mean, he's always really he's always wanted to go into making our own product. Um, we just this opportunity just happened to be the, the best one and at the right time for both of us. I think so. So then, you went to Crappie Expo and yeah. I, and did you sell all fifty of them? Yeah, we sold. I think almost everything we had there. Um, like I said, we met some really awesome people. And, uh, I mean, really <laughs> the biggest thing about beatdown for us is how different this business is versus like just running the machine shop. So this, you know, the fishing industry is a pretty tight knit industry. I mean, it's not real, really that big yeah. when you get down to it. So, um, you know, we had no idea what we were doing when we first got started. We made a mount. <laughs> Some people thought it was cool. They bought it. Um, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for... Some of the people we've met along the way, Tom, you know, the guys at OBT, I, I we just, I don't know where, where we would be because we just didn't understand the industry very well. Right. And these guys were super willing to help. And uh, it takes a whole team. I mean, <clears throat> it takes the guys at uh, at Ideal Tool to get it done. It's taken everything that my dad's done over the years and everybody we've met uh, in the last couple of years just to get to where we're at now. Okay. So. And, and, uh, after we finish up, we'll have Tom on for the second half of the show, and he can answer a lot of the uh, bass applicable questions that yeah. I have on here. If you have questions about uh, the mounts, some of the transition between the crappie to the bass and understanding right. the bass world. Um, one of the things that I've gotten, and I've got it on on my boat too, and I already see the question up here. Let me pull it up. Let me see if I can find it right here. But it's a valid question. Uh, so like the ultimates, like five hundred thirty bucks, they go yeah. all the way up. They're not cheap draft mounts. mounts. Like I mean, right. if you want the ultimate e- economy thing, like a, it's not that. This isn't it. This is like a high right. end. So when it comes to the cost of it, where where is that? You know what I? You know where I'm yeah. saying? So I mean, to address that a little bit, um, <clears throat> we actually do have a mount coming out that's going to be probably the most affordable mount that does like like come up off the deck um, mainly for the crappie guys that'll be coming out here in the next few months but where the cost comes from i mean the way we've always been is we've always bought the best on the market so um and not just the most expensive but we've, we've always just been those type of people that will go buy something that's going to last a long time you know mm-hmm. we're gonna buy it once um and when we started this company I mean, that was kind of our, our motto was we're not going to put something out there that's going to break. Like mm-hmm. that was not going to be, uh, that was not going to be how we were going to do business. Um, we wanted to have pristine customer service. We didn't want people calling and saying, you know, the mount broke, you know, what do we do now? That just, you know, and on top of that, people are putting extremely expensive electronics on these mounts. I mean, you get some guys, I mean, the most expensive setup I've seen, a guy put two 16s and a 12 garment. It's almost $20,000 setup. And, uh, you know, that's just not a phone call you want to have. So where the cost comes from, everything's precision machined um, in our shop. Everything's made in the United States. Uh, 
you know, it's all made pretty much from billet aluminum or uh, stainless steel tubing. Um, there's just been no shortcuts taken on the design. And uh, that's just kind of been the way we've went about it ever since we started was, yeah, it's going to be a more expensive mount, but um, you're only going to have to buy one of them. I mean, mm -hmm. you're going to have this mount forever, and we're always going to stand behind it. So This is ridiculous. The ultimate <laughs> triple stack quick yeah. release? Yeah. So that's like three twelves that you can put up front, and then those actually, there's your pole in the middle right there. Those yeah. actually then extend. How how high does that one go? It'll go up to thirty inches as well. Up to thirty yeah. inches as well with yeah. three. So I mean, logistically and force wise, there's got to be a tremendous amount of pressure and weight to have something that moves well, and extends and drops. Yeah. Like there's a lot of. Well, and I think that's what people don't really understand. You know, when we first came out with this, we didn't even have a double stack because I was really uncomfortable with a double stack. I just like, why would you want to put two units and raise them up 30 inches? Well, we learned at the first show, you have to have a double stack. There's no way around it. Everybody wants to put two graphs on the front of their boat. But I think what people kind of don't realize is two graphs is 15 to 20 pounds. Yeah. It's a lot of weight hanging up there. So... Um, you know, that's one of the reasons why our bases is so big. We've come out with some new products, uh, that we're working on this year. So it, it'll replace the, uh, access panel in the front of certain boats that it'll fit. So you're spreading out all your weight and all your forces over the whole front end of the boat instead of a small area. Mm -hmm. Um, just things that we've learned along the way that we've noticed, uh, that we're, we're trying to, we're trying, like I said, we're trying to put the best design out there we possibly can. All right. Uh, so I put one, uh, they, or Bass Tank. I, I didn't put it on there. I mean, I, <laughs> I just do as told. Right. Bass Tank put one on mine, and then I, when I went to Hartwell, um, I'm going to play the uh, little bit of a clip, but like, so I have the Ultimate Shorty double stack. Uh, this thing is very handy. Because what I did, how how high was I raising it up? About 17 inches where you had it. Okay, because I did not have the extension stick on. Right. Because in all reality, I was moving 100 times a day. Yeah. And there is a lot more torque when it's like, you don't want to raise this thing up and then go running four Ideally, no. Yeah, no, no that's a, it's, fr <laughs> it's frowned upon. It can handle it. Right. But just the pressure on it. So, like, right. uh, let's see if I can do that. So, like, you see my... there as I circle right there, see how that's like raised up more than the rest. And as you hit play, you can tell it's like kind of up to my leg and my thigh. That was like a big deal. Cause yeah. I was able to, there's a good view of it right there. So you can see it's extended right there. I was able to get it up to about the height of the trolling motor right there. Right. And using forward facing sonar on one screen mapping on the other was all I was doing on Hartwell. I'm like out of the middle of the abyss right here. Look at that. Gosh, I did not know I had that dexterity still in me. Look how <laughs> deep that squat is. I wonder why my knees were hurting afterwards. <laughs> but you can tell how it's raised up like that. And I ran like that, you know, the entire day with that. And that just allowed me to see a lot better. Yeah. So afterwards, my question is why... Oh, look at that monster. That's a solid pound and a half. <laughs> my question is why does everyone not, in at this level, not have one of these yet? Is this just a deal of not of of uh, knowing that it exists? I think that's a lot of it. Uh, you know, we kind of touched on it. Our start was in the crappie industry. And I think in the very beginning, our, our mount got kind of labeled as a crappie guy's mount. You know, mm -hmm. nobody really 
I mean, really, even bass fishermen, I, I feel like, after going and talking to these shows, never really harnessed the the forward-facing sonar. I mean, John and some of those guys were the first ones we really heard about using it a lot. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just taken a little bit longer uh, for the bass world to kind of catch on and see the benefits. And, and once it's more widely used, I mean, what we would like to to see is, hey, we're, we've already got the solution that you're looking for. If you're, you're bending over all day trying to make adjustments on your forward-facing sonar screens, um, you know, get this thing up off the floor. Because it, it, it is, it, at the end of the day, it is exhausting to stare at your feet and bend over multiple, multiple times making little adjustments. I mean, if you watch the guys that um, that actually fish with uh, forward-facing sonar a lot, I mean, just count how many times they bend over and make an adjustment on their screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's it's a lot, so... Uh- functionality wise the other thing that i was surprised at that i was hesitant was like how, how there's no way i'm gonna fish with this thing up at the 30 inch and and uh I'll talk with tom about this later also too because yeah. he's big time bass fisherman yeah uh i think that's one of your biggest hurdles right now is showing guys that you can have a screen that's three foot that's waist high and doesn't impede your fishing because you right. got guys like oh i'm gonna be bouncing off of it like i'm i'm probably not gonna flip and pitch with it Right. with it up but i can also put it down to where it's just a completely normal everyday graph i can still rotate it i can still do the glare right but it's a it's very situational and it doesn't get in the way which i was shocked at i don't know how it doesn't get in the way but it really doesn't like because yeah. i crappie fish within the winter i'm super pumped about that right. because i've been in the boat with uh with kevin actually yeah <laughs> which was kind of cool right but uh <laughs> And then bass fished with it. So the first thing I did when I got it was I went out and I picked up a jerk bait, extended it up all the way, and was yeah. like, dude, I can actually fish around it. I think that's like your biggest hurdle is having the bass guys who aren't used to seeing this thing on their front deck right. realize that they can fish around it. And, and I think that's kind of where, you know, we started with this 30-inch design. That's what's sitting right here. And then we came out with the the shorty model, which is what you're running. Okay. And... um. I think that's kind of like our whole selling point to the bass market is, is okay, 70% of the time you're fishing the bank. That's great. You can drop this thing all the way down and it's just like any normal graph, graph mount that you could ever have. And then when you do want to go offshore, when you do want to go hit deep brush piles or you want to go crappie fishing for the weekend, you can bring it up. And that's, that's kind of the whole backbone of our our uh business is it's rigid it's sturdy and it's extremely adjustable so it, it actually fits your needs almost on the fly um it's very simple to to raise it up or just to leave it down all day all right i do not have the quick release version but that's right. something that i was i don't know who i was talking with but they were super pumped about that so yeah. you can take like let's say you've yeah. got a double or triple or whatever what does the quick release so version mean this one right here is actually the quick release so it has a base that has a knob on the bottom and all you have to do is rotate the whole mount out and it just pops off oh so you can just put that whole thing in your yeah. truck you don't have to then screw three graphs back in you don't have to do right. all that stuff so you can just pop it right off you can throw just pop it, in it the right truck. back off yeah and and, and that's like guys that have covers cover their boat, they don't want this pole sticking up. That's that was probably one of the biggest reasons we came out with the quick release was because the guys like, well, I, I tarp my boat, and I'm like, okay, we can we can fix that. So we made the quick release base. Another way to quickly get your graphs off, um, we have a top cap that's on all of our mounts, and all you have to do is unscrew the top cap. Yeah, 
Oh, and it slides right off. And, and the whole thing slides right off. So either way, you can take your graphs off your boat quickly. I mean, it doesn't take long to do it. Yeah, that's cool. It took me about 20 minutes to figure out how it worked. Well, once you do it more you know. That's what more. I said. If I can do it in 20 <laughs> minutes, most people could do it in five. Okay, a couple questions here. I'm not sure. Are these better for Tom or for you? Uh, Tyler Daniels wants to know, you're going to jump in the kayak game? Ever. Uh, there's what, been what a are, lot of talk about it. Okay. I mean, in, internally, we've, we've had a lot of conversation. I say, if you can conquer the crappie and the bass... The kayak is like a mixture of the crappie and the bass, and then twice as chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give too many hints on what we're thinking there, but okay. we got something unique. In uh, and then Frankie Jr. said, what option do you have for those of us that don't have a flat surface? Do they have an adjustment at the base? So um, that's kind of where this this new front end plate's coming into play, if that's what he's talking about. Um, our, our front end plate, I don't know if they can see it, but yeah. it's it's got – Basically, it'll, it'll replace the uh, access panel, and then it, we create a flat surface on there. So it's actually kind of built into your boat. And when this thing's on a boat, man, it looks like it's just part of it. So, um, And then the mount will bolt straight down to the flat piece. Okay. Um, if people want to like stop by and see these, get their hands on one, mess around with it, it's like it's different when you see it and then when you see it in person and you see how it works, like what's the best options for those people? It's, I mean, the website's great. There's a lot of photos, a lot of interactive stuff on it. But Yeah, I think we have like 50 dealers right now kind of across the um, across the U.S. Uh, I would say we're really we're regionally strong right now with our dealer market. I mean, uh, obviously, if you're in, around Sedalia, Missouri, you can always stop into our place and check them out. Um but we're, we're right now, honestly, working on expanding our dealer market. That's been kind of a a double-edged sword the first couple of years. We were so busy, we couldn't really take on a lot of dealers. But we're we're opening it up now to where we're we're starting to hunt for dealers. And that way, basically, we put displays in stores and people can see them firsthand. Uh, on the website, and I, I asked this. I kind of talked to you guys about this last night a little bit. But I noticed on the website, it's got patent number U.S. Right. 11,021,215 B1. Does that mean that's how many patents there are? Like, do they, is there like a one? I don't do you even think? really know. They, you like think a... there's like 11 million? <laughs> were you like the, out of all patentable things in the US, were you like 11,021,215? And then is there like an A and what's the numbers mean? Yeah, I'm not sure what all the numbers I feel like mean there's got to be more than 11 million. <laughs> 11 million is, well, it is kind of a lot. Yeah, I, I kind of get the patents because my dad does, uh, like antique farm equipment and soldering irons and stuff. So he always right. has like the different patent numbers. And I feel like all the old stuff is like lower. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm also familiar with it. We did that documentary on the, the chatterbait and right. rad lures and stuff. And there's like a whole deal in the, in the, that he talks about like all the copycats that come out and stuff. Um, yeah. You, I mean, what's keeping everyone else from just doing the same stuff? Like, is that something that's been big for you guys? I would imagine having a business and a manufacturing deal. You guys have that kind of buttoned up. Um, I mean, yeah, we have a patent on the ultimate design. Um, our new console mount that's coming out. We'll be working on getting a patent on that as well. But I mean, I'm not really sure what's keeping people away. Obviously we have a patent and we're, we're, we're going to defend it. And that's why yeah. we got it. Um, is that a pain in the butt to get a patent? I mean, it's, it's a process for sure. Like how long? Uh, like years? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it took us a year and a half, and we expedited ours. So, 
like you you, you can pay more money and get it expedited yeah. so it took about a year and a half to actually get it back in paper and but yeah it, it is a process i mean you go through a lot with the patent attorney and um i mean you kind of put your faith in them a little bit because you know we don't know patent law so yeah <laughs> i mean it's pretty complicated i mean it really comes down to how they word it most of the time so um yeah it's a little bit of a process so you enjoyed the journey so far oh it's been yeah i mean you, it's just been incredible from where we were you know october 2020 the first uh crappie expo we went to to where we are now and how many people we've met along the way is just i mean the fishing community is so it's so unique you just meet so many people and uh we we enjoy every minute of it do you have any gauge on how many bass bass guys have a a beat down like the ultimate shorty or triple stack or anything like how many are actually like out there in production being used in the bass community yeah in the i'm bass not really world. sure on the bass community side i mean uh we have about 2500 mounts i think okay maybe closer to 3000 now out there that we've sold oh wow so and that includes the crappie world and stuff too yeah yeah it's kind of hard to really gauge like because i know i had guys that were like stopping by the boat going you know, at the last two opens, like, all right, show me this thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, in the bass world, I can say we're, we are probably not known very well yet just because we haven't, uh, just haven't got out there. So, yeah, I, I'll, I think of it, uh, and this will be kind of my thought and whatever else you want to talk about. Um, and, and, uh, and then we'll bring in Tom, but I kind of think of it almost along the lines of like how power pole became like the shallow water anchors i remember the first ones you see you're like what the heck is that and it's just like one right and then you know you've got some guys with the power poles but you still have a lot of guys like sight fishing like a stake up by the trolling motor throwing anchor out in the back and they're like this (laughs) this works fine for me and then like everyone had one and then you're like oh look at this guy he's special he's got overkill he's got two and then you start (laughs) seeing the benefits of two on it and the boats were like, man, look how goofy those things look. With the, I remember going down to Florida and being like, all oh, those boats look goofy as hell, right? With the power poles on it. But now it's like now standard, for, right? Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, oh, you're a sight fisherman without power poles yeah. <laughs> or without some sort of shallow water anchor, right? I, I see that with the adjustable mounts and the beat down mount in the future being the same. Like right now, it looks different. It's not what bass guys are used to right. seeing it extended on the front deck. Yeah. But I think in one to three years i think you're going to see it a lot more this year upcoming on the bpt and the elite series and the opens and the toyota series and at all different levels it's situational like i said you sometimes you use like the regular mount but when it is the deal and it is the situation right i I mean you honestly catch more fish and and that's the selling point it's it's interesting that you put you say something about power pole. Is that a fair assessment? I don't yeah, want to like no, put it, it into is. a box and that it's not. <laughs> What's funny is we, you know, when we were in the very beginning stages of this business, it's like, what are we looking at? You know, what are we trying to more or less, you know, follow as products, you know, are in this, in this industry. And, uh, power poles was a name that got brought up a lot. It's like, you know, overnight it seemed like, and I know it took several years, but overnight every boat had power poles on. And I think that's what you kind of strive for when you start making things for boats is, how do you get it on every single boat, you know? And, yeah. Um, but that, that that is our selling point, you know. The Our mounts fit every situation, and I, that somehow that's the point we have to get across to the bass fishing community is, yeah, you can run it just like you normally do 
95% of the time, but when you do want to use it and get it up off the floor, you have that option to do it. And I like to point out, I also run nine inch graphs. So that's a yeah. big, that's a big plus for me too. So, I mean, I, you can get in a nine inch graph way cheaper than you can a 12 or a 16. Right. Oh yeah. Cut absolutely. that difference with the mount. And then when you want to upgrade your mount, that mount still works with a 10, 12, right. all, you know, all the different yeah, sizes and, too. And, so. and the other side of it is you can start with a single, uh, you know, shorty or whatever mm-hmm. mount we have, and then just add a double option when you get another. Unit. Oh, so you don't have to replace the whole thing. You no. can just add the deal that's the double yeah. and then take the single off, slide the double yeah. on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's completely modular. I mean, you can it's make it whatever like you, you want. you guys thought this out pretty well. I like it. Uh, <laughs> one last thing that I saw the uh, I saw in the instant feedback, uh, the console mount. Yeah. What's the, what's the, oh, you have a console. I did not know. I just knew you brought a bunch. Right. This is a contraption right here. All right. So this is the beat down version of the console. This is not out yet, right? This is uh, available for pre-order just now. Is this like the first time it's been kind of yeah. shown publicly? Yeah, you got, yeah. Right here on B- BTL. All right. Show me how that <laughs> works then. Okay. So, so I mean, I'll kind of start with the backstory if you want. Like yeah. we had this idea. I'm not even kidding. Probably a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit. I mean, right, right after we had the ultimate, um, obviously the, the idea for us was we need to get a full boat set up. How do you get mounts on the front? I mean, obviously we mm-hmm. had the ultimate now we need something for the console and our, you know, our journey has been unique and our company, I feel like is unique, like our, just the way we've done things. Um, and kind of when you go to the consoles, you know, there's what four or five different pretty popular Flush awesome. mount. Yeah, yeah. You have the what's the one with the ball that you tighten? Right. Ram what's that mounts. called? A ram mount, flush yeah. mount, ram mount. And you got your BBT and yep. precision sonar. Yep. And you got all that. And you know our deal was we don't want to just copy somebody mm-hmm. else's design. We want something unique to beat down. And uh, so we actually had this idea. I mean, it's probably been seriously a year and a half ago. Um, we just now kind of got got to bring it to life. But um, our 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 first setup is a, is a, or what you're seeing here is the dual console mount. And just like our other graph mounts, it's fully adjustable. It's rock solid. Um, you can easily remove your graphs. Uh, it's got the whole, the whole nine yards. I mean, we can kind of demonstrate it here yeah. without breaking something. So. Yeah. See what you can do. It's a glass table. If it breaks, it's Jeffrey's anyway. And it's a <laughs> heck of a clip. <laughs> so I might have to have Tom helped me a little bit. All so right. so, so but, that those two things in the back, that's what that's what mounts yeah. to your so that's what mounts to your, to your console. console. Yeah. Okay. And, and we'll also be making these um the the base plates if okay. you don't have one. So so basically that's what your graph mounts to is these two plates. Okay. So, so it um, stands vertically from there and then you can adjust right. each one individually. Right. Yep. And it's got full adjustment. So you can tilt them forward and back. And you can slide them side to side. So it doesn't matter what size graphs you have. You can mm-hmm. always have the nice tight fit if you Move want. Move it a little bit more closer to the center of the table there. There you go. Yeah, so you can adjust this to where wherever you want. I mean, it doesn't matter. And um, and then finally, you can also tilt them back So you forth. could have them to where it's like, picture it like opening a book. Yeah. To where the graphs are angled kind of yeah. towards each other. You right. can put... You can put your d- down scan on left on left and right on right, and now it's angled to where it's like a full immersion. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it. The, the, I mean, every possible adjustment you have with this thing. Or so. can you? You could adjust one to where your if your your buddy can take a look at it. Yeah. yeah, your buddy can watch it, and you could have the same thing showing. Yeah. Or if it's sunny. Yeah, yeah, that and that's the, probably the biggest thing is it gets the glare off, so you can just you know rotate it, get the glare off the screen. And they lock down tight. I mean, that same clamping mechanism we use for the. And ultimates. then, if you want to take the graph out, the whole thing just slides off. Yeah. Yeah. Under your wires, pop it off. One of the big sellers. Um, just talking to people over the last couple months, a lot of guys. Uh, they have to take their graphs off completely off the boat to get yep. their cover on. Yep. You know, it sticks above yep. the console. You can just lay these down and tighten them. So oh, because the everything go, is yeah. three sixty. Yeah. So. I mean, as far as like adjustability goes, there's it's fully adjustable, and uh, we put one on Tom's Nitro uh, about a month ago. I mean, it just on the Nitro boats, it's just like a it fits like a glove. It's pretty awesome. He could talk more about that, but yeah, yeah. What else do you want to get in here before we bring? What's that? What else do you want to get in here before we bring Tom? Uh, on? <laughs> we kind of covered everything. Who's uh? You know, that's just where our, our company started and where we're at. You got to be pretty forward. proud of this. I mean, it's not like a giant. I mean, it is. You have 25, but like Beatdown, it's not like this giant conglomerate or anything like you guys. It's like you like you. It's and your dad and Tom. Like how many people are there at Beatdown? Right so now? like it's obviously me, Tom, uh, my dad. Um, Megan is if you guys call in, Megan's the person you talk to. uh we have two assembly guys, um, Steve and Clayton, and then Travis is is he goes to the shows with us and kind of been a lot of help in the design as well. I mean, it's only like a handful of us. I'm probably forgetting. Obviously, our families. <laughs> yeah, they put up with us being gone, and uh, they come and help whenever they can. So it's a uh, yeah, we're we're pretty proud of it. I mean, it's it's something that's really started from nothing. So yeah, and very passionate about it, and. Uh... Yeah, I like it. I'm excited. I'm I'm proud to have one on the front deck. Like I'm one of those guys. Is like, hey, look look at this. <laughs> like on the water in practice, I roll it over. I'm like, look what this can do. <laughs> and right. I pull it up and, and show it. So, yeah. all right. Uh, like I said, thanks for stopping in. When we co- okay, when we come back, Tom's gonna get more into the bass thing. Uh, Tom's, how long have you been in the industry with bass fishing? Between like 20 years, forever forever all right we'll talk with tom uh one of the things that i'm very proud about is my voiceover for the beatdown outdoors commercial that we've been running the last couple months it was spot on it was yeah it it was amazing i had no i I had no direction (laughs) on that so i just took a conglomerate of uh instagram and and youtube saying or instagram and facebook sayings (laughs) from beatdown and cued it because that was the one that was running on the mpfl stuff yeah uh and set it in and everyone was like yeah it's good so uh we'll run that commercial uh we'll take our final break the show when we come back uh tom lloyd marketing sales is you're a marketing sales strategist i like i was like i had to come up with a good word for that marketing (laughs) and sales strategist for beatdown btl on a monday with the guys from beatdown outdoors we'll be back right after this have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products 
by visiting beatdownoutdoors.com. The new Android series is the peak of the Denali lineup and offers the ultimate Denali experience. The Android series features 36-ton multi-directional graphite combined with interlock blank technology for added strength. Each rod is outfitted with royal titanium guides that will not fail. The blank is fitted into an easy-touch, soft-feel EVA foam grip with exposed blank reel seat. This all allows the Android to transmit every movement of your bait and even the most subtle bites. The Android series is the finest rod Denali has ever made and offers an angler the ultimate fishing experience with a limited lifetime warranty. See the full lineup of Android rods at DenaliRods.com. Get the best patterns back by tournament data. Start by finding the best 10% of your lake. Know exactly what to look for and what to throw. After that, you just put them in the boat. Try the Deep Dive app today. Look at that beast right there. Vibrating jigs are a great choice for any time of year, and the Kamikaze Swim-On is a perfect match for any vibrating jig. Two sizes and the unique tail design gives it a bait fish profile and a great swimming action for realism. There are 17 colors. See them all at BigBiteBaits.com. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years, and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat, so you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro's coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out white look, but it's got this pearlescent, really, really pretty. We've got Copper Shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the Matte Sexy Shad, just a really different looking color for a crankbait. So you wanna give them a little different look, that Matte Sexy Shad is definitely the one to go with. All these colors are available in the original Little John and the MD. Combining one of the most popular hook styles with Gamakatsu's beefier Superline offering, the Gamakatsu Superline Offset Round Bend delivers the strength necessary to target big fish in heavy cover. Well suited for braided line and heavier fluorocarbon, the Gamakatsu Superline Offset Round Bend is built using stronger Superline wire that allows anglers to easily fish a finesse worm around heavy cover. The round bend offers a larger bite area, perfect for any worm presentation, while increasing your hookup ratios. The newly enhanced Z-Bend holds your plastics on the hook longer, reducing the number of pull-offs and reducing damage to plastics. Available in 2-aught, 3-aught, 4-aught, and 5-aught, this is the most durable worm hook, designed for heavier lines that hold your bait on longer. Preparation is key to success, and that preparation starts well before you ever hit the water. You're only as strong as your connection to the fish, and your line is that critical connection. Confidence in your line every minute, every day on the water, is a necessity, and failure, it's not an option. Sunline makes the fluorocarbon, nylon, and braided lines to give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. All right, welcome back, BTL on a Monday. Talking with the guys from Beat Down Outdoors, how you uh, basically how you start a business to get into the industry in a short amount of time, and then I mean, in all honesty, are things like sponsor BTL. You got to do something to get the word out, and that's why they're in studio because I like to uh, I like to learn about stuff that I don't know a lot about boat accessories, batteries, uh, 
engine, like all that stuff is stuff that if I want to fish on the Elite Series, if I want to do what I want to do in the future, like I got to know about all this stuff. Yeah, and you got to know what happens if something does go wrong, right? Exactly. It's no different than electronics or you know anything like that. I remember gotta- I've watched like, uh, I remember just talking to certain guys, like I was talking to Chris Zaldane one time and he was like, yeah, and then like this stopped working, so I popped off the plate and he's like, I went through and all the wiring was okay and all that stuff. And I was like, man, like, I wish I had an understanding of how that worked. It would give me such a more peace of mind, like, on the water to know how that works, to know what I can troubleshoot. But then I realized, like, that's his full-time job. That could be a $300,000. That could be a career-defining, just to spend a day or two to understand how that works, to get something back up and running, whether, like I said, it's a prop, it's how you're graphs and mounts work it's your wiring it's all this different stuff on the boat and when you have it the way you like it you spent the time the money the investment like polonic like wires all of his own stuff makes it super clean in his boat the top guys know what they need and how they need it and how they want it done from rigging to uh accessories to all sorts of stuff yeah not only that it gives you a really good appreciation of what those guys do on a daily basis right so you know we we help rig um a lot of our own stuff too and it you know obviously with the beatdown stuff it allows you to really understand you know what really goes into this stuff you know what why it why it is so expensive and there's no doubt about it but it is it is primo stuff it's you know well built it's over machined as everybody kind of mentions to us at the shows uh, it's just it's it's different looking at it on on camera here like you're seeing versus looking at it in a shop or looking at it at a show so it is and obviously expanding uh where it's available too but i think your bread and butter is going to be getting someone on the front deck of the boat That's with right. one and saying hey watch this do 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 because i think there's a lot of guys that are like me regardless of what it is to where i'm like ah, it, there's a lot of knobs but there's not once right. you actually do it. It's like, oh, this one pulls out and this one tightens it. Here's how you swivel it. Here's how you raise it. It's like one, two, three. It's literally idiot proof. That's right. And I can use it. Yeah, for and sure. I, I, I know that's like kind of self-degrading, but it's true. <laughs> it's it's actually true on it. So uh, so you are kind of tasked uh, uh, with the overall marketing of Beatdown too. But, but right now, kind of primarily of trying to get this thing from the crappie world where everyone understands it, everything stands, it understands the advantage and getting it into the bass world. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So I, I seen this mount, I guess, uh, late 2020, it would have been right after the crappie expo. Uh, never met these guys in my life. I seen this mount up at my dealer at pros choice. Uh, they're in Warsaw, so not too far from Sedalia, but I seen it and I said, I got to have one. I don't care what it costs. It doesn't make any difference to me. I got to have this. And that's one of those things. I seen the vision. I seen what it could do. And that was the ultimate at that point. You know, that's all that was available. And we kind of got our heads together, um, started working with these guys. And I was like, man, you know, the ultimate's cool. I got to have it regardless right now. But, you know, the we need something that's a little shorter for the bass market, right? So I, I've been in the bass industry for, you know, a decade or more, mm-hmm. you know, actually owning companies in the bass world and understanding it and living it and breathing it and studying it all the time. And, you know, I, I really knew that there was going to be some hurdles in the bass world because obviously we do a lot of flipping and pitching and obviously fishing around boat docks, tight quarters, things like that. And 
you know, those times you don't need that graph. I mean, a lot of times I don't even turn my graphs on when I'm fishing that shallow because it, it, you don't need them. But there are times, you know, fishing offshore or I love to crappie fish too. We crappie fish up at Lake of the Ozarks all the time. And I love doing that. And it, it's such a better experience when you can raise that graph up and, you know, drop shotting or a rigging, you know, offshore or, you know, um, throwing a jerk bait, all of that stuff that's when I want that graph to be raised up. And so we have that shorty and then we also have an extension pole that goes into that. So you can get it up to the exact same 30 inches that that ultimate is and have the best of both worlds at any time throughout the day. And you can just unscrew that and have it. I want to ask you about this transducer pole. Cause that's yeah. another thing that you have. Where do you see this going in the industry? There's a lot of guys that are, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff out there. Sometimes they have the transducer poles that work in coordination. Sometimes you have the transducer pole that's like you can do it separately. Mm -hmm. Like where do you see transducers going in the future as far as forward-facing sonar, whether it's Lorance, Garmin, Hummingbird? How is that going to play into it? Is that more of a crappie thing? Or I know Edwin's doing some stuff. There's certain guys that are, you know, have two now Mm -hmm. where they're spot locking with the one on the on the shaft. And then they've got a separate one that they're using yeah. a transducer pole. That's there's so many options on on the transducer poles. There are, yeah, for sure. And obviously, we really see that in the crappie world mostly with this this external transducer pole. So what we're talking about is you know a pole that goes off the side of the boat, and um, whether it's the port or the starboard side, either way. But you know the the biggest thing with that is it's something else to move. So we made ours to where you can, it's, it's extendable, it's modular, it's, you know, able to adjust however you need it for whatever boat you have. But then furthermore, we can make it so that the handles even closer to you and that you could adjust it with just bumping it with your leg. You know, you don't even have to put two hands on it or one hand on it for that matter. And that's where I could see the use for it in the bass world. Now in the crappie world, you know, a lot of guys, most guys I'd say use that transducer pole Um, especially those guys that aren't really good with the boat control or, you know, novice, uh, anglers that really haven't got the, you know, the trolling motor thing. I mean, it's a skill to keep that transducer pointed where you want it, as well as making sure that you're, you know, staying on the spot and all that. So in the crappie world, you know, you can have one hand on your pole and one hand on the transducer pole. I got you. Right. But in the bass world, as most of us know, more times than not, we need both hands on the rod and the reel. Right. So I don't see it as, uh, as much in the bass world, um, that transducer pull, that external transducer pull, that's a, you know, a manual pull, which is what ours is as far as, uh, you know, moving it left and right. But one really key feature on that, uh, transducer pull that we do have is the ability to have it break away. And so you can see in that video there, that circle piece, um, up there at the top, that silver part it allows that thing to break away. So what a lot of these guys were having problems with whenever they first came out with these transducer poles is obviously cutting that cord on that wire. Well, that's a, that's expensive. Have you ever done that, Matt? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like twice, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. Um, but you know what really, what really separates the beat down pole is if you run into something, it's going to break that thing away. And it's, as you can see right there, it kind of, uh, snaps out of place And then you also can snap it right into place there as you run down the lake. So a lot of guys from, you know, other poles that are out there, they got to pull that entire pole out, lay it on the deck of their boat, and then they got to drop their mounts down. And, you know, that's a 30-second process, right? Well, you do that 10 times a day, 15, 30, 100 times a day like you. Mm -hmm. That's a lot, 
right? So it, it's a big deal to be able to have the adjustability and the flexibility with that. So I think the polls uh, gonna be a, a player for a long time. It's just a matter of who comes up with the the best use for that, right? So it's just like you said earlier the the amount of time that it takes to get things to where they're acceptable, quote unquote. Um, you know, it, it's it's taken somebody to use it in a different way, and we maybe haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I, I think you guys are just scratching the surface as far as people knowing knowing what the mount is. Like, I think I think this upcoming year is going to be big. Like, I'm seriously, I'm a hundred percent sold on it personally. Mm-hmm. Like, to and to use it and to see how effective it is. Sure. Uh, I. It amazes me, and you're explaining, like, as far as, like, when you're team fishing and you're standing next to someone, like, that's the least chance of getting, like, a hook in the head and getting in the way of people. But that's what I found on trying to explain to people, like, how you can fish a jerkbait, how you can drop shot with that thing right next to you, and it doesn't get in the way. It doesn't make any sense, like, looking at it, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't get in the way at all. Like, there's no downside to it. When you're fishing with it up, it's easier to see. You don't have to look down as much. You're actually seeing more. You're more aware of your surroundings because instead of being focused, you're actually kind of up aware. You're working your bait differently. Mm -hmm. Just had Polinick on the show, and he was talking about having your body positioned right as far as hook sets are. Well, when you have that thing here and it swivels, you're always more squared towards the fish. You're squared towards it, your neck, your back angles. You're closer to it. You're seeing more. You're able to – and it's – more enjoyable yeah but that's your challenge as the marketing guy i mean is that the biggest thing that you've had are the hard-headed bass guys who are like that there's no way that thing would work in the bass world yeah no doubt that's that's challenge number one i mean no doubt about it because as soon as somebody gets in the boat with it, it it's over i mean they understand it immediately and you know and to your point i mean that trolling motor being up is way more in my way than a mount that's right up against me so that it's going to mount right in front of your foot pedal right so at the end of the day it's going to be you know within arm's reach without even bending down to adjust settings on it too and so then when you're fishing and you can leave it up on that that top uh position there and leave it swivel you know and that can bump it you can bump it with your leg left and right and if you're fishing out of the right side of the boat you can bump it to the right if you're fishing out the left side of the boat same thing and it just really allows you, just like you said, and what Polinick, I mean, that guy's a genius when it comes mm-hmm. to just the minute little details. I love listening to him talk about stuff like that. And he's spot on with that. You have to be in the right position. And if you're not, you're going to miss that one bite. And that one bite could be a difference. Team tournament wise, uh, this is a no brainer for me Huge. as well, especially if you're fishing Nichols, Alabama, Bass, mm-hmm. Trail, Triple T's, anything where, I mean, you're fishing for big money and yeah. a lot of it, you are able to rotate that that's the biggest thing like i fished with john and before he had the mount like i didn't even fish i just like sit in the back and watch him fish because he's just like i take up the (laughs) whole front deck he's like six five wears like size 15 boots that's right but with the swivel you can lift it up and turn it so now both of you can see what's going on i mean if if you're a serious like team angler it makes total sense each pitch in 300 bucks, you got this thing on the front deck, right. especially if you're the guy you don't use your boat very often. Now you're actually able to see the electronics and both of you are able to fish for it. That's right. Here's here's another huge thing that we didn't even realize was happening. Um, there's been so many people across this industry, whether it's crappie or bass, that have come up with different uses for that. So 
one of the things speaking of, you know, both pitching and money, you know, of course we don't, we don't necessarily want this because obviously we sell one less mount, but guys are buying a second base and taking it from your boat to my boat and taking their entire electronic set with them. So they can have one transducer on your boat, but then you only got to buy two graphs, right. To bring them with you. Mm-hmm. The other huge benefit is, is so many guys are having, um, you know, a John boat or a winter. Oh yeah. Boat. You could now just bump your electronics from one boat That's to right. the other and you just need the transducer. That's right. And you've got all your waypoints. You've got everything. It's the yep. exact same graph or even better yet. You know, I know a lot of guys are, uh, using this for, you know, going and marking or, uh, putting out brush piles. Right. So you got a brush boat and you got a, you know, a fishing boat. Well, if you're putting that brush pile out and you don't have any graphs on that boat, you got a problem. You're not knowing exactly where those waypoints are going, but you can just take this, have a second base in that other boat that you have and take it with you. There's a ton of guys in the crappie world too, that are running two transducers. We just talked about that. Mm -hmm. Right. So you got one guy on the left and one guy on the right. Well, now we have a base on the left and a base on the right. And if you and I are team fishing together, I can bring my whole setup, have a pole with me, bring that with me as well, and then run the whole situation from right there. So we can have two live setups. Is this a crappie deal? I just saw this. The battery mount? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about there. So they, they can rig up. Their, I got to show this. Yeah. So they're DeWalt batteries wild. to the mount itself. And we built in a pack uh, to be able to mount that directly to so you can see those are DeWalt batteries right. designed to fit onto the mount. That's right. So what that allows you to do then is have that secondary base in your boat. Um, you know, if Matt's got two bases in his boat, I can grab that whole setup off my boat, bring a transducer pole with me or, you know, utilize another transducer that's on your boat already, drop that in and I'm self-contained right there. And I have my entire live scope set up. Think about if they allowed this for a co-angler in the back of the boat. Well, could you not do this? Could you not, if you're a team guy and you want your guy to have separate forward-facing sonar in the back of the boat, could you not just put the quick-release mount right here on the back deck and then that guy just pops that in and he's he's got a, you get the transducer or the transducer on the pole and then he uses that and then when you're fishing by yourself, you just unhook the transducer pole, pop that out and you're good. That's right. Yeah, I mean, there's the possibilities are endless with this because the other thing that a lot of guys are using this for is walleye fishing, right? We talked about walleye fishing yeah. a little bit earlier, but, you know, they'll go back to the back of the boat and troll. Well, before, they got to have a set of units up front and a set of units in the back. Well, now they just pop that unit off the front, put it on the back, and now they can see everything they want to see from the back of the boat. How much is too much? Like, are we going to have four screens? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think, think this so. I bet I mean we never thought we'd see three. I know it. I remember know it. when it was like that dude's got two screens yeah. up front. What they're gonna have to build some wider front decks if we start doing that. Is the biggest issue and and like you can chime in on this too, is the biggest issue weight and weight distribution and the stress that it puts on it. Is that where a lot of this engineering comes from? You know what you want to be able to do, but how do you distribute the weight without ripping the bow of the boat off without putting stress on the on the equipment yeah that that's blake's problem that's not my problem i'm just i'm just saying we're gonna make it happen and whatever it is we're gonna make it happen and really keep going back to that plate that plate is the newest thing 
that we're really trying to make sure everybody understands, you know, we can mount this first and foremost, we can mount these graphs, this, this mount in any spot on the boat you want, whether it's the deck of your boat, whether it's like yours, where you got it down in that little recessed tray. Um, also have a bridge that can go over the foot pedal. Um, you know, so those, those are three options, right? This is going to be the fourth option. Um, so these are going to be custom fit for each one of the different boats that are out there for that, that tray up front, that access panel. And so then what we're doing there is we're distributing the weight over this entire platform here, as opposed to just one little spot. So that's a huge deal when you start talking about bigger and more graphs, but really the other thing that this plate does is it gets that unit further forward um, and then also allows it to be in the exact same spot that every, you know, every other graph mount is right. So being able to have that in the front of the boat out of the way and then have that pole right there, it, it lays exactly where any other graph mount would, would be. And, and you can see that from your mm-hmm. setup on the basket. I mean, that's a, it's a great spot for it. Mine, I had, um, down in the foot pedal tray in my nitro and it, it literally just fit down in that tray because there was so much gap in front. So aside from just education on the mounts themselves, the hardest part, you know, in this entire setup here is for guys to try to figure out where they want to mount it Uh, on newer boats, older boats, whatever the case is. But we have yet to, you know, have any boat that we can't figure out some way to mount it on. And, and that's really extending back to these, uh, the console mount too. So it, it really needs, you know, some place that we can mount it, um, and, and make sure it's sturdy there. Yeah. But a little bit off topic. Have you messed around with the aqua views? Uh, I have only ice fishing, right? Dude, so. that's, that's going down up North. Those guys oh, yeah. are doing that and they're not talking about yeah. it. They're going to, I'm going to get a call after this for sure from a couple of people. They're like, Hey, keep that on the yeah. download. But that like, late. that live camera stuff yeah. that's totally legal. That's, especially up north especially on that clear water stuff that is massive yeah like i I looked into getting one uh last year and i probably need to do that again this year since we are going back up to thousand islands uh but dude that's the deal Mm -hmm. those guys are like dropping it down and being like oh there's 19 smallmouth down there and one of them just ate the ate the camera right that's shaped like a little fish i think we can catch those yeah yeah, not want, even dropping a bait down there. Yeah, you want to put that on the floor, or do you want to put that up on a mount? That that's what I say. So that would you could even put the aqua view on. That's right. You could mount it on that. Absolutely. Ultimate short and pull it up. So now instead of having this thing down, it's right up yep. at eye level. Absolutely. Possibilities are endless, my friend. There's Frankie Junior. Sh- that's Frank Junior. Oh yeah. That's Frank Scalish. He's a he just missed the All-American. Dang it. He'll make it eventually. As long as they keep the All-American around, you never know. Yeah, no, you don't know. You never nowadays. know over there. Uh, all right. I just want to make this clear. Okay, people want to get their hands on this. People want to see. They want more questions. Uh, beatdownoutdoors.com. That's it. Uh, if you have any questions now, we'll hang around here uh, for uh, for Tom and Blake. If you have any other questions about it that you have now just go ahead and get them in before we wrap the show up we've already uh an hour and 20 minutes in uh hopefully an educational show entertain educate and engage and i've been entertained and educated so um yeah 
uh jim's asking about that kayak thing and and this is something you know we're not going to talk about it specifics here but um just i feel like you guys have something up your we, sleeve. We, yeah it, it's going to be the deal <laughs> deal right so if you think about everything that we've we've talked about so far he's, over there, he's nervous he's, he's literally he doesn't know what i'm going to say right now he's twitching off screen we haven't even talked about this and what we're going to do and be how careful. we're going to do it i know right i'm going to get fired here on the show uh, that, would be, that would be some drama for you, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, if you think about the kayak world and you think about the way that this economy is and the way things are going right now, nobody in this industry is going to stop fishing, right? You agree with that? I mean, if you fish, you're never going to stop fishing. You're just going to have to figure out different ways to fish if you can't afford to fish the way yeah, that you Yeah, it survived have. a lot of economic downturns right. and economic booms and That's all right. sorts of stuff. So fishing. I just know me personally, if I ever you know, came across hard times and, you know, decided I didn't want a big boat anymore. I'm going to buy a kayak. There's no doubt about it. Cause I'm going to still fish and I'm still going to fish tournaments. Right. Right. And so I already have all this electronic stuff. So how cool would it be just to pull it off my glass boat and put it on my kayak or maybe just for the weekend? How cool would that be? Yeah. That's where you guys are on to something is to be able to just have the mount and then have your, yeah. have your entire system just transition. Yep. Team tournaments, buddies, multiple vessels, multiple locations. Yep. Hang with us, guys. Jim, uh, a couple other guys on there asked about that. Um, we're going to make this happen, and Blake's going to make it really happen. And Todd, uh, if he's watching, better get on it, boy. We're ready. That's good stuff. You tournament? You do a lot of tournaments? Yeah. I do a lot of team stuff, um, a lot of few BFLs. So uh, you've used it in team tournaments oh, yeah. where you raise it up and yeah. you guys are standing next. And it, it is how it works in my it's mind. It's absolutely right. I okay. mean, it, you know, I'm a big guy too. And uh, obviously it'd be hard to see around me from time to time. But you can uh, absolutely see that screen because it's up. Um, I love fishing team tournaments. It's just a it's fun dynamic and whatnot. And it really – and really this console mount, guys, we haven't even really touched a ton on it. But this console mount makes – graphing with somebody else in the boat way more enjoyable enjoyable for them mm -hmm. right so traditionally i'm looking at my screen here and, and right the guy's now, over there Matt twiddling his thumbs it, or right? else he's leaning into your lap that's with right. his head on your shoulder yeah, he's like kind of awkward if you don't know him very yeah, well exactly he's yeah. over there watching tiktok Smells or whatever like potted meat yeah leaning in <laughs> oh, what are boy. you seeing over there yeah huh? exactly huh? the glare but if you think about that and then you also think about the education side of that so being able to twist that over and for that guy you know i co-angled for a long time for probably six or eight years and, you know, for me to be able to see what's going on and for me to understand what's going on from the co-angler seat is huge. And not only that, but it keeps everybody engaged and it keeps them, mm -hmm. you know, interested in what you're looking for. Because it is boring for the guy that's not watching. But if we can twist that graph to where you're able to see it, I'm able to see it, and you can help educate exactly what's going on. I know you do a lot of guiding, and, and that would be, you know, a, a big benefit there as well. A lot would be an overstatement. Well, okay. I have in the past. A lot more than some. I'm playing about on. That. I do occasionally. Go. I do yeah. have a lot of people in the boat, though, yeah. with me. Right, exactly. So just being able to have that, that set up for them to be able to see that. Um, you know, and then a, another huge uh, component of everything that we do at Beat Down Outdoors is for safety. And, you know, there there's been reports of wrecks um, because of – you know, tall graphs and things like that before. Um, and, and really the biggest thing with, with our mount is being able to obviously drop it down the floor. But then if it's still too tall, you know, because you got a 16-inch graph on there, mm -hmm. you can swivel that entire system and look right through it. And that's no different with what we do with this console mount. So if you're, oh, you know. Oh, I guess you could swivel it 
to where it's a 90 degree angle to where instead of having the instead of having the massive uh basically like a windsock holy cow i forgot we even had that one yeah so normally you know obviously it's like that but yeah you can swivel it like that and you can see right through that again and you're running so you're going to pick up miles per hour while you're driving instead of having a windsock on the front of your yeah or you can turn it around get some more lift (laughs) like a like a fin that's right so dude when i was like 17 i wanted a I wanted an Eclipse. Do you remember yeah. those cars? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I wanted it because of that big fi- I wanted yeah. an Eclipse with the fin on the back. Most of the girls drove those, though. Well, I'm going to follow that up by <laughs> saying this. Thankfully, my dad was like, I don't care if you're buying it. You're not parking it in the driveway. That's right. There will be Amen no, to that. There will be no Eclipse in the Pegrack household That's right. e- ever. That's right. So, no, but that but fin, anyway, same, fin. Same sort of concept I'm not there. sure why I decided to share that story That's all right. on today's show. But we love it. But yeah, I mean that that's the that's the real big thing. And then so, you know, being able to see through that is a huge, huge benefit there. Um and then we also incorporated that uh right into this console mount as well. So being able to just adjust this and get it right where thanks, Frank. I totally agree with that. I don't think it was that um, much of a it chicks is a hundred percent. They had a sport edition that yeah, was kind of massive. I guess, if you want to call it that. So, you know, it really allows you to get these graphs either as tight as you want, and I call it winter mode and summer mode too, right? So if I have my graph sitting up here and I want them tight together so it blocks the the wind for me, yeah. I can. Or if I want to slide them apart, then I can see right through them, and I don't have to worry about when it. When is but, that going to be available? So we're taking pre-orders right now on the website, com, and then um, they will be shipping the first week of January. Okay. So everybody that needs one, uh, you can jump on there right now, pre-order them um, right now, and then if you want to wait, you can, um, but obviously supply and demand. Uh, I'm just spitballing here, yes, but sir. you know, I, I currently am planning on fishing all nine opens yeah. next year. We need to do a deal where... Uh, I'm like available at a time at each open, or if you want a chance to come look at it, yeah. climb in my boat, mess little with demo it. day. Right. Well, I can't do a demo and be like in the middle of a tournament, but if you want to like you know before like climb in the boat, yeah. mess with the different graph mounts, see how it all works, sure. configures and stuff, I'd be like, hey, you know, I'll be yeah. at the boat ramp on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Yeah. just to get. And and I know you guys are gonna. Uh, uh, I said I don't know your plans, but there's gonna be a number of. Are there gonna be some tour guys that are running beatdown products oh, yeah. in the? Yeah, there, there's quite a few guys, uh, whether it's on the MPFL, um, obviously some of the Opens, um, the Invitationals, MLF Invitationals, okay. the Andy Newcomb, and then, of course, uh, John Suckup will be on uh, the Elites. Rogers. Oh, yeah, that's cool, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, Kevin Rogers on MPFL. And, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is because we're in so many dealers, we don't know who all has them, right? Yeah. So and maybe and maybe just like this Aquaview, a lot of guys aren't talking about it because it truly is a tool that you can use that maybe, you know, people aren't talking about, too. So, we don't we don't really know who all's got them. Good stuff. Anything else, Tom? Oh, man, I appreciate you guys having us on. And Social media is to keep up with absolutely. everything that's going on in videos. Where can people, if they want more information, if they want to watch videos, check out everything. Give us all the details on yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a ton of videos, obviously, on uh, Instagram and Facebook for Beatdown Outdoors. Um, I do a ton, a ton of videos and content that I always throw on my YouTube channel. So Tom Lloyd Jr. Fishing, it's in the chat there. And then, of course, all of my uh, social media as well. There's tons of videos. If they want to ask questions and stuff, is there a yeah. contact session? we got to be careful because we have a lot of people. I did the same thing with the bass 
tank and they yeah. had to like create a separate email account because they got inundated with so many emails on the yeah. question. So, I mean, if it's just like Tom at Gmail, I'd avoid yeah. that. No, there's yeah, like sure. one. That- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm totally open to that too. I mean, okay. uh, if you have questions on what would work for your that's right. boat, if you want to order yeah. it, like Either, serious inquiries. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram or Facebook, uh, we're really. Uh, pretty quick on that is probably the best way just because it's on all of our phones and we can all see it we can someone will get back to you really quick um you can call the office there that uh phone numbers on the on the uh, website um feel free to shoot us an email or whatever you want to do um we're really really ready to talk to you and help you design the the custom mount set up for your entire boat so well, I had fun, guys. Yeah, Thanks buddy. for stopping in. Like I said, I wanted to kind of highlight this is not just some big giant conglomerate where they are like, hey, you know what we need? We need some mounts in our lineup. That's Let's right. promote them. It's like years of R&D, family, friends, and uh, and beat down outdoors uh, is a result with a lot of cool innovative products that have not been seen before in the industry, which is something uh, that's hard to say. There's not a lot of companies that can say they're doing truly innovative stuff, whether you're talking baits, boats, manufacturers, electronics, electronic mounts. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see it kind of from the from the ground floor up moving forward. So thanks for making the drive down. Absolutely. Greatly appreciate us. it. Uh, tomorrow, interesting show tomorrow. Got a call, uh, like I said, I remember it last week, from Marty Stone, uh, analyst for the BPT and MLF. Uh, Marty... Uh, has been a friend of the show. We actually did like an in the house with Marty Stone. Jeffries did like 10, 12 years ago uh, where we kind of went through and toured his house. But Marty's got some cool stuff going. This seems to be kind of a trend uh, in the industry, which is one-on-one teaching, tutoring, learning from taking the most out of uh, your time on the water. You know, I talk a lot on the show uh, about time on the water. It doesn't matter how much you watch and learn, there's no substitute for time on the water. But that being said, the time on the water has to be efficient time on the water. Like I could go to a driving range. I could go to a bowling alley for 12 hours out of the day. Well, if I'm not getting better and practicing and doing it the right way, I'm not going, I'm just going to incrementally get better. Uh, there's a bunch of guys now I know, and we're going to have them on too. I know uh, Chad Morgan, Thaler, Dave Mansu up there in the awesome. Ozarks. You've got Kurt Dove with his uh, youth camp. There's a bunch of stuff up north. Marty Stone is doing it out there cool. in the Carolinas. Yeah. Uh, he'll get in the boat. Now, I'll ask him about it. it, it it's not free. No, absolutely by not. By any means. But he'll get in the boat. He'll critique it. It's like Marty Stone outdoors. But we're going to have Marty on talking about that, kind of that transition. Also, with going to the Five Fish format, I'm going to grill them about it. Yeah. I mean, you want to know do about it. that too, I right? absolutely do. They spend I, I four years it. telling oh, us yeah. every fish counts. It's That's the right. purest form. They've got all the, I've got all the quotes from the anglers yeah. saying this is it, the way of the future. And oh no, now it's back to five. That's right. Hey. So I told Marty, I said, yeah, we'll come on. I said, I want you on for the whole segment. We'll talk about the education thing, but I want to ask you on your honest opinion on this stuff, where you see it going, how it's been. Cause I mean, dude, the guy's the number one bpt cheerleader rightfully so that's his job that's what he's done but he's also been through the whole uh espn days advanced auto parts the rap he was one of their guys when Mm -hmm. they tried to make this thing bigger so there's a lot of stuff uh that marty's been through seen and done so he will be on the show back on him now i won't all right i won't i won't hold back on it but you guys have a safe trip back thank you for bringing in all the mounts like i said check out beatdown outdoors they support the show big support in the industry uh and i think it's something that you're going to see more and more in the coming months and the coming years so this has been 
a live Monday Halloween edition of BTL October 31st. Tomorrow, Marty Stone. We'll talk to everyone then. See ya.